Every week we chat to ex-players, supporters and invited guests here on Belmont Banter. Welcome to the official podcast of Whitstall Down FC, whose main club sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Hello again and uh, welcome to Belmont Banter. And today we're lucky enough to have Simon Halsey with us. Simon's got a long connection with Whitstall Town and you will all know all about Simon. But what we don't know is about how he started in football. And I haven't got a clue. How did you start, Si? I think uh, I think the same as most of us. Um, went to watch a game, West Ham it was, I think, years ago. My mum took me to a game. I was born in Bexley, so I suppose really Cholton should have been my team. But my mum took me to West Ham because uh, she was, at the time being with no father. Uh, she was dating a, a fellow who supported West Ham and they took me along there and I think that's where obviously the, the love of football and the love for West Ham, unfortunately, for my uh, for my sins has it's, continued. It's a funny funny one about West Ham because I often think of them as everyone's second team. Yeah, yeah, I think they are. I think a lot of people don't like admitting it, but I think they are. But obviously they're my first team and that's where it all started. Then obviously I just joined the the school football team at school, the Cubs, and then obviously a, a local club in Joydens Wood, which was between Dartford and Bexley, called Hayden United, which uh, my friend's father started, and that's who we played for, and I played for around the area for my whole uh, youth football. And what, did you stay with Hayden United, or did you move on to other clubs? No, Hayden United, and then when I was 13, my mum moved down to Raynham in Kent. She worked for Lloyds of London, and they... They uh, sent us down there because they had a new office, so she took the uh, move down there. And then I obviously played, carried on playing for the school and then started just playing Sunday local football around that area in the Medway League for a team called Raynham Sports, where I played, really. That was it. That was yeah. it. That was my yeah. playing career. Um, loved it. Absolutely. So that got you the bug. But when did yep. you actually suddenly think, blimey, I fancy being a manager or an assistant okay. manager or get into management? I didn't. I didn't want to be a manager or an assistant manager. Uh, I just wanted to be a coach. I wanted to go be a coach. I, pl- I finished playing Sunday level of football. Had a go at Gillingham when I was very young. Didn't make it because obviously the size of me. Um, in them days, the uh, the physicality of the game was even more than now. It was very direct, very big centre forwards, and I was a I was a waif as I am now. Well, obviously, apart from a belly at the moment, it's so not so much of a waif, but um, <laughs> I'm not sure. And uh, it just weren't for me. Tried it at Thamesmead Reserves once. It didn't go any further, so I stopped playing football and uh, went and done my first part of my coaching licences as obviously trying to work up to my UA for A. So uh, that was all I went to do, was really coaching in 1998, 1999. We was uh, 97, 98, it was at Corinthians over at Gaydon doing their under 18s. Great facilities, great club. And then the friend I was doing it was with, Grant Spelling, a good friend of mine. We grew up together, played football together. He went a bit better than me, played at Dartford. And Tony Berman at the time said, uh, not Tony Berman, Gary Julians at the time said, uh, do you want to come over and do the um, under-18s at Dartford, which was a, a better level of football than Corinthians at the time. So we took it and went off to Dartford to start my journey in coaching whilst doing my first part of my UA for B licence. Well, that's a bit of a progression because... Uh... You've now ended up as a manager and you start off saying to me you had no idea you wanted to be a manager. So what no, was the light bulb moment? There must have been something. Obviously, I applied, obviously myself and obviously the, the legend that is Mr. Seegers. Yeah. Uh, done, the, done the business at Whitstable and 
had a good time there and Mark decided to knock it on the head. I actually applied for the job then at Whitstable, but they gave it to Munns. I gave it to Mark Monday at the time. I took a step out for, I think it was only a week, maybe even a week, and then Barry Morgan, who was the manager at Herne Bay, rang me out, said I needed an assistant and a coach. You want to come over? And obviously I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, it's like Celtic and Rangers, that. So I'm definitely coming. Cause a bit of cause a bit of commotion everywhere. And then uh, <laughs> a, little, <laughs> a little while into it, um, Barry fell out with the chairman. They relieved him his duties. Right. Yeah. So Barry, so ba- yeah, so Barry got relieved of his duties. Um, I'd been there all pre-season, um, done all the coaching, and was playing well. And they they offered me the job, and I sort of thought, well, I've sort of been doing quite a lot myself over this part of the season. Um, I had a good rapport with the players that were there. And I thought, well, let's give it a go. You know, as before when I moved into coach, you know, we weren't, I don't think at the time I was ready to leave. We was at Thamesmead Reserves at the time. And then Martin Ford, a good legend that he was, God rest his soul, was at VCD. And he said, come over and be my, you know, my coach and my assistant in the, what was the old Kent League, you know, the top division then. I thought, God, this is a step. I don't know if I'm ready. And it was the same with Ern Bay. I thought, well, I'm not really ready for it, but. Sometimes these opportunities don't come up too often. So if you want to go for it, go for it. So I did. And the next four years was most probably as good as time as ever. Yeah, it was. Um, You actually, um, you very briefly skirted over the Whitstable issue. And I want to, I want to talk to you a little bit more about that because they say there's no I in team, but you and Sieg certainly brought something to Whitstable that we've been lacking for a long time. Yeah. You know, it was a, it was a, it, well, how can I put it? How can I put it? We had actually applied for the deal job prior to that, and then obviously we didn't get it. And then the Whitstable job come up, we got that, and we was like, well, thank God we didn't have the deal job because that's a journey that was. But uh, we did apply for that. We always said his boys started playing for my um, my boys Sunday side, and obviously we knew faces, and he bought him training one day, and we both sort of looked at you and thought, oh, I'm sure that's Seeds, and he was, I'm sure that's. And we got chatting, got mates over there, and then we decided one day we'd give it a go together, and. Obviously, Mark was going to go in as the manager, which he was good at, very good at, superb at. And yeah, we just had something about us. I don't know. We just had a great connection, me and him, through football and friendship. And, you know, I think that that, that developed onto the players that we brought into Whitstable. They had the same mentality as us. And as you say, it was a, it was a good combination. It certainly was. And, and from my point of view, obviously, I can't say as an outsider because I was involved with the team and, and yeah. you know, all the rest. But... What I was so impressed about with the pair of you was the stability that you brought not only to the team but to the club as well. Yeah, yeah, I think to the whole club. I think that was a bit different in this day and age now. Not perhaps at our level, but perhaps at the high level where the manager becomes he's now just class as the coach, isn't he? But yeah. Sieg was a manager that you know when he walked into Belmont that first day when we come in there, he was gonna he was gonna have an input in the, the reserves, the under 18s, and you know with yourself and with the legends that were there with you as well, you know, running the club and he was going to have a big say in helping you develop the club into where it is now. And I think he, I think he done a, a massive, yeah, a massive contribu- contribution to that in just how we, how we wanted to manage the whole club. Yeah. But don't, um, don't forget your part in all this because, you know, a good number one is only a good number one if he's got a good number two. And it was the pair of you, you were a double act, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Little and large, you know, little and large without a doubt. Um, yeah, I, I, listen, I'm not skirting over anything. I, you know, I brought something to the team. We, we were successful there over the years. We was there. I think the year we took over, I think we we ended up fourth that year. So it was a good start. Where we, we, you know, we took over during the year, that season, and we ended up fourth. So we knew we had a good nucleus of players. If we could add a few to it and 
get some decent training facilities and use the pitch when we could and just try and get our, our patterns of play right, we would we'd be a, a good side. And I think, as I say, I, I definitely brought something to it along with Mark. And we was, we was a good combination together. We complemented each other as far as I'm concerned. You know, he gave up playing his second year into it because, you know, we, we both said, look, if you're going to be a top, top, top manager, you need to be concentrating for 90 minutes on from the sideline. And, and he, he proved he went on to be a top manager. Absolutely, and uh, you're right about him hanging his boots up. I know it was hard for him because uh, he mm. still had, uh, if not the legs for it, the vision, because he, sitting in the middle of the park, he literally ran the show, didn't he? Oh, absolutely, 100%. 100%, but then it was hard for him to have an input at half-times. You know, I'd do my bit, but, you know, sometimes obviously things wouldn't go right for him on the pitch, and it was hard for him to 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 be able to see the whole game while he's concentrating on his, on his playing career. And as, as you know with Mark, once he stepped out and there was a player, most of everything else forgot because he was putting 100% into being the best that he could be like he does. So I think the decision to hang his boots up and go into management was, was the best one and, 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 and proofs in the pudding, it was, it was the right choice. Yeah, there was, a, there was a, one particular signing that sticks in my memory and I don't know if it was a comment from you or a comment from Siegs, but uh, was Jimmy Strout joined us uh, during, the, <laughs> during the end of the yeah, season. Cold, well, it was wet. the season we won it. Yeah, it was the cold, season we won it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was cold, wet uh, September, October, and I said to Mark, "What have you done here?" And he said to me, "Tone is what we need at the time now. He will yep. win the ball. He can if if he if I'm playing, he will give it to me, and I'll do something with it. But he's a ball winner. And my goodness me, well, you were both right. He was a, an outstanding football, outstanding character, a leader, and in them. In them winter months, like you just said, the September to the November to December, when it was hard down at deal on a certain night, um, you know, Jimmy Strouts was leading from the front, dragging the rest of the... You know, don't get me wrong, there was all good players around him, but he yeah. had that... He'd been there before and he, had, he just had that he had that massive drive and he had an infectious uh, personality that you just drove along with him. And he, you know, Mark made some great, great, great signings over his time there, uh, but... That's got to be up there with well, with one of the best, and you know he's a great character as well. Totally agree. With you. I tell you what, Jimmy's one that often gets overlooked, but I'm so pleased you agree with me because everybody, mm. uh, you know, in football there is a lot of focus on the goal scorers, obviously because goals win these games. But without that guy in the middle there, the goals yeah. don't come. No, not at all. Yeah, drive to push the rest of the players. And I say them them dark, horrible, wet nights down in Deal or Ramsgate or wherever we might have been. And, yeah, the, you know, the goal scorers, Marshy and Pretty, you know, they love scoring goals and running along with their arms, going to the crowd and Pretty doing his air as he's running along. Um, but, you know, you, you need them. You need them. You need them workers and dogs. And, you know, not, I don't mean that in disrespectful Jim being a, you know, he was a good footballer, but, you know, he, he, just, he just run through anything that was coming his way and drove us on. You know what? Talking to you today has made me smile. We ought to touch base more often. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. No, really good. definitely. Okay, let's move on now from Whitstable because you had a really successful time at Home Bay, didn't you? Yeah, you know, as I say, it's um, great. It was like, you know, if, I know I said earlier, mucking around about the Celtic Rangers fine, thing between the fine. two clubs, but it was, it was absolutely, you know, them two, them two clubs down at that part of the South Coast were like, magnificent times for me and I'm sure we'll touch on the second spell but even though it went not quite so right when I was there the second time still magical and Herm Bay was the greatest you know greatest thing with along with the Whitstable thing and yeah I had great great four years there really you know runners up I think three years on the trot lost one of them by a goal and then obviously the fourth year we went and went and won it and yeah, thoroughly yeah. deserved it 
Brilliant. won everything else on the way as you know as well. The other two cups that are in the league, we won them consecutive years. Got to the semi-final of the other cup on the same year as the Vars final, uh, semi-final, and it was just a great time. Great, the same as Wixville, great people behind the scenes, great following. We built the crowd up from you know not a lot to uh, masses there, you know, in the Vars final, two and a half thousand in the ground, home and away, and you know, which is a great time, great time. Yeah, really I had a great bunch. Of, I had a great bunch of players there. You know, they was they was magnificent. To be fair, um, I made some good signings. Don't get me wrong, but the local lads were there. The Turners, the Dan Lawrence who come back, and you know, Kingy had a spell back with me. And I was talking to Kingy the other day. Actually, um, it you know it was great times, and we were successful. So um, I look back at, at them two spells. Those great times. When when you finally moved on from home, Bay, where did you go next? Being me, I should have listen to everyone and said, take a month out. You know, you've been doing it a long time. Have a month out. Revisit yourself. Recharge yourself. I live in Medway, obviously, and the phone went ringing and it was Lord's. It's like 10 minutes from my ground and, you know, no disrespect to them or any sour grapes. I should have most really listened and just taken some time out, whether it was whether it was Lord'swood or whether it was Greenwich Borough. It could have been anyone. I should have taken the time out and just rested. Yeah. But I wanted to get back into football. I didn't want my face being out of it too long. And I took it. Um, you know, they're a good club. They're a good club. But we just got to a spell. I was working away in Southampton as well. So I couldn't make training. And it just got a little bit. There's a few things that are happening. I don't think Jason was having the greatest of time at Whitstable at that time as well. Because he came to you, no. didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, and I heard rumours that obviously things weren't going well for Jace down at Whitstable. And board at Lords were looking were looking back to perhaps getting him back around there and I thought well once I've heard that that's it so I I, I, I rung Steve Lewis up on that Thursday and told him the Whiteleaf game would be my last game away at Whiteleaf and moved on from there had a had a spell at Fisher with Billy Walton a good friend of mine through when he was a Greenwich Borough when we all had our battles and uh, he was a good friend of mine he said come to Fisher and be a joint manager went there tried it great facilities I was playing at Dully Jamlet at the time bit of a journey but it wasn't too bad, you know, on a, uh, 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 at the end of it. Um, but joint management weren't for me. You know, I, I learned that you need one person to make a decision. So I, I, off I went from there. Where to next then? Oh, where was it? Well, it almost <laughs> sounds like a travelling salesman, doesn't it? Where was the next stop, Simon? <laughs> well, it was actually Whitstable, weren't it, I think? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Whitstable. It was Whitstable. Went down there with Will. Um, Will was going to produce this young... Magnificent footballing side from Faversham's under, you know, their their under 18s or whatever it was at the time. Um, yeah. we, don't get me wrong, had some good players, you know. Um, there's some players that was in that side that are playing some good football now, Ryan Sheik and a few of the others. Yeah, so I went down with all good intents and purposes to to do work alongside them and make it happen, but uh, it didn't happen for Will. Didn't have too many pull, uh, points on the ball by the time we Will uh, left the club, and I was away on holiday actually, and. Gary Johnson, you know, offered me the job. So my missus said it was all right to come back from holiday on the Friday so we could be at the first game. And we, to be fair, I mean, some of the supporters might say say I'm not right, but um, there was only one thing we was lacking in that side, and that was a goal scorer. Other than that, we played some great football. We played some great football. You know, I had Buick in there, I had Josh Alger, and we had a a great side. And um, for some reason, I just couldn't get a goal scorer. And... Come November, I think it was early November, we went away to Chipstead. I think we lost 2-1 there. And me and Gary sat down and said, look, it ain't working. And we both agreed it weren't working. And I say, unfortunately, that, that, that was history for the second part of my 
Whitstable encounter, which was disappointing, massively, massively disappointing for me personally, because I've gone back there to a place where you say me and Seeds have done well, and I wanted to, I wanted to continue. And obviously, my aim was to be there even to this day, Tony. That's you know, it would have been great the, time. Yeah, yeah, been. that was the only. But yeah. but I couldn't get a goal scorer. We couldn't score a goal. Um, we just had a bit of, you know, it was a bad year for which, well, you know, obviously got relegated, didn't they? So yes. it was a horrendous year. About November time, it was, I looked at the points I had accumulated, as I say, just before the Chipsy game. And I just felt November was the right time that gave whoever come in to get enough, try and get enough points for the remainder of the season to keep them up. Even then, I think they went through another couple of managers after me, didn't they? I think, they um, did. yeah, it was anyone uh, with the name of Mark got the job. <laughs> <laughs> Coxie come in, didn't he, with um, yeah. Wayne Wilson? Yes. Uh, and someone else, and I think Poults ended up with it, didn't he, towards yeah, the end of did. that season? Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously, but unfortunately, it was, you know, I think I left in November, it gave enough enough people to try and get the points on the board to keep them up, but it didn't mm-hmm. happen. But then, you know, Poults went, went and done the job the next season. Yeah, that's right. And then all of a sudden, you're without a job. Uh, yeah. I don't mean a proper job, I mean, you know, football job. Um, was that a time for a break for you then? I don't really. No, I didn't feel like it that time. No. I didn't feel like at the time. I felt a bit rejuvenated and I was ready to go, still carry on and um, sat out for a little while, nothing coming and um, nothing came in and I thought, uh, well, I've got a little bit of a time in it. I think I got to Christmas. Yeah, got to uh, just before Christmas and I don't know if you know a team up our way called Bredhurst Juniors. They was their ground share at Sittingbourne, which was the no, old Sittingbourne. I haven't team. heard of them. No. They had a team in the lower levels of the Kent and... Uh, they said, you want to come? And I went, yeah, I'll do something. It's local. So I've done it. And then I think it's Boxing Day or the day after Boxing Day, I got the call from um, Richard Lawson at uh, Ramsgate. They was in the trouble, bottom of the league. I think they only had a couple of points. Can you meet us? Him and Phil Fennell. So we met up at Medway Services. So yeah, they offered me the job and it was a, it was another club that I really, there's only a few clubs down there. But Ramsgate and Hyde were two clubs that I always wanted to try and manage. So I succeeded in one of them. Um, obviously, I'd let Bredhurst Juniors down, but they understood it was a, excuse me, it was a good level to go yeah. to. Went there. It was tough, tough. They was they was in the quad. I had any points. Long way for people to travel that I knew uh, to get them travel that way. Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays for you know for training and match day. Managed to get a few in. Um, we had to work hard. We had to beg and borrow to get players in. Inevitably, the deal was that if I kept them up, I would get the job for the following season, and I'd done that. I kept them up by three points and whatever goals it was. And then obviously the, the the next bit of the deal didn't happen. It didn't give me the chance to go and really have a whole season at it, bring in a pre-season that I wanted to do and bring the players in that I wanted to bring in. And they, they, they never let that happen. But um, I don't, you know, years ago, I don't, you know, at the time I was annoyed. Um, but sure. when I look back, that was football. That's that football. football. Yeah. I should have been, been wise to the way of it. It doesn't matter how nice some of these chairmen are, and I, I mean Richard Lawson's a lovely guy. Yeah, absolutely. At the end of the day, if it's a, a decision that's made by his committee, his board, or whatever, they just have to stand by it, don't they? Yeah, yeah, of course they do. Of course they do. And yeah, I'll go back there now. I've been down there quite a few times. Get a good welcome down there. So you know, it's, it's, it's done and done and dusted now. So it was a good club. I enjoy. I thoroughly, you know, that was tough for me. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed my time down there. Really did. Good, good. The next year was the one where I knew I needed a rest. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then. Yeah, no, so I just needed a rest. So I took some time out. Uh, took some time out. 
quite enjoyed it. Went out, done a few some stuff on weekends and stuff that I don't really need, never used to do. Yeah. Uh, so I was enjoying it, and then um, it never happened. I saw the local papers round outside that King Goody, King Goody, and Paul Piggott had got the Chatham job. <laughs> And then within about half hour, my phone rang. I looked at it and it was Piggy. I was like, no. Um, he said, can we have a chat? We went out to chat and I just went up and went up and give them a hand. So, uh, yeah. Back yeah, into football. It. Yeah. Yeah, back into football. Back into football. Yeah. yeah. So that was... Uh, Piggy's actually, a good, we got good it guy, round, isn't he? You'll have, to edit, you'll have to edit that a bit because we got that round the wrong way, didn't we? I went to Ramsgate before with the ball. Oh, did you? Oh, right. Yes, you um, did. Yeah. I might be able to do that. Don't worry. Yeah. You put it in there anyway. Go on. I'm just saying, Paul Piggott, what a what a good guy. No, oh, good guy. Yeah, he's doing wonders at wonders at Hollands and Blair now with the other, you know, Phil Knights up there, Bassey, Plum still up there, obviously, and um, they're doing they're doing a great job, and um, we're doing a great job. To be fair, you know, on the field, we played Crowborough last night. Uh, sorry, last Wednesday, we don't get a great following, and you know, there was 287 people there last Wednesday wow. night. You know, that's that's ridiculous for Hollands and Blair on a Wednesday night. That's crazy. And um, what a game of football. What a game of football they saw. Yeah? Yeah, what a game of football they saw. Um, the goalkeeper headbutted the post and got concussed. Adam, you know Adam, didn't you? Oh, I did. Yes. Adam, so he, he got he got stretched off. So, and then obviously you've seen it before. Callum ended up going in goal. Okay. Um, he ended up in goal. Five, six minutes of that. My left back got sent off. Wow. It was nil-nil at the time. And we haven't. Um, and I say that's you know that that, that just shows that the, the hard work the club myself Luke Harvey my backroom staff they're just you know we're just generating as 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 we said when we went for the interview you know if you give us the job we'll we'll get local people back through them turnstiles by bringing back local players and you know to have 287 on there on a Wednesday night with Crowbra who I say no disrespect don't get the greatest away following was a magnificent achievement for the whole of the club yeah it's fantastic fantastic. Oh, well done, mate. That's that's really good. So that now you've literally gone full circle for me now. Yeah, we're at we're at Hollands and Blair. Um, didn't really didn't come out the top four, top five all last year. It was my first season there. I say with you know I've got a great assistant. You obviously know Luke Harvey from all them days. You know Luke's Luke was with me at Urban Bay. He was my skipper. We always said we'd get a job somewhere and uh, go for it. Um, we went for the Faversham job. Didn't get that. Unfortunately, give it to Phil Phil Miles and Danny Chapman at the time, and then. The Hollands of Blair job come up. We knew it wasn't going to be the greatest of budget, but it got us together. It got us back into football, and it gave us. It actually weren't about weren't about the budget. It's about giving us a. It's giving us something to aim to to turn a club, you know, a little club that had been successful when Paul was running and Clint, you know, done very very well, got promoted, got to cup finals, everything. But they had three or four years of complete disarray, you know, down in the bottom two. Had to bring Paul back into saved the day the season before so they didn't get relegated so we had we had a job that we would set ourselves a target to let's get this club back where it you know where it should be in the top five of the of the uh, scaffold premier and we done that last year we done that last year on a tight budget we bought in the right players with the right mentality for that pitch um uh, you know we didn't go out the top four or five all season up until obviously covid19 and you started um, this season off brilliant haven't you uh, well, we went away at Batham and should have, shouldn't have lost the game, but obviously new boys over and we, we was not really firing on all cylinders. Then we beat Crober 2-0 and then obviously we've had the, we've had the um, proverbial kick in the balls on Saturday with the FA Cup game, you know. Um, I heard about Burgess it. Hill, Burgess Hill emailed us at 6 o'clock on Friday night saying that they've got 
uh, players with symptoms, and then at eight o'clock they tweet that play they've got players with positive COVID. So we, as a, you know, obviously saw the tweet, try to communicate with them. Nothing uh, got ourselves together Saturday morning. All met up the club at a long, long, long meetings, going backwards and forwards, and then we took it upon ourselves that there's no way that we was going to travel, not with, yeah. not not with players, players with positive COVID. They was adamant they they could. <laughs> their words were that they could um, guarantee our safety. Now we're in a pandemic where. Even the world scientists can't guarantee anyone's safety. So, no, absolutely. No, this is not this is not by any way a dig at Burgess Hill, but there was no way I was going to risk myself, my team. I've got duty of care to them players, their their families when they came home on the Saturday night, and we just no way they we was going to travel unless they could give us all the information Saturday morning, which they couldn't. Right, can I put this to you then? If they're uh, that concerned that they called the game off for you, surely they've got to self-isolate the whole team for 14 days. Well, this was our argument, but they're, at, they're, they're saying that they're going through the FA protocol. And I was like, well, I'm not really worried about the FA protocol. I'm talking about what the government guidelines are. As I quite rightly said, it, it was a case of, I don't want to buy. I don't want the money. I want to play the game of football. Yeah. So if there's any way the FA could get this, they're not doing replays. And we're not asking for a replay. We're asking for a rearranged fixture. Yes in a safe environment for everyone. Um, so we put it to the FA that we'll go down there the next rounds, next Wednesday. I said, if if we have to go down there on Tuesday night and play it and win it, we'll play the next round on the Wednesday as well. It's not about getting it through the, the easy way. We want to play football, but it's got to be the way the world is at the moment, a safe environment. If 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 the game was at our ground, Tony, on Saturday at Star Meadow, and they tweeted that, the game would have still been off because we wouldn't have let them in our ground. No, absolutely right, yeah. Wow. So, what the FA are doing about it at this moment, I don't know. Obviously, there's been lots of stuff happening behind the scenes, but, you know, I don't know. But at the end of the day, if we get thrown out, if we are, sorry, if we're not reinstated or the game doesn't get rearranged or whatever happens, we, myself, Paul, my staff, the whole committee, everyone at the club, we know that we've done the right thing on Saturday by not jeopardising the health of our whole club for wealth well what a good way to put it that's a really good um, use of words there simon i didn't think you had it in you (laughs) oh i'm a different person these days (laughs) (laughs) now that's a lovely way to finish off with that that's brilliant so what i'd like to do i think we've just about run our course now time wise so much more to talk about um i'd love to get you and siegs on together i mean i've been trying i've been trying to get siegs on for the last few weeks but He's not just not answering my calls or texts or anything. Has he, has he become a hermit now? No, he's been away walking this weekend um, for Macmillan, and he so he's been oh, up in it? the uh, was it Lake District. Was it, yeah, Lake Districts up there. They was meant to be doing a massive walk for Macmillan to raise obviously money, but that got cancelled, I believe, because of COVID. So he, him and Paula went away, and uh, they've just been doing, doing some of their own walking. When I say some of their own walking, I'm talking like, I think it's about 16, 20 miles a day. You know what he's oh, like? Goodness me. You know what he's like when he gets his, uh, when he gets set on something, he, he's on it. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's not, been he's away. He's not a so. half glass full man, is he? Anything he's got to do, he's in there. <laughs> he's in there. He's in there. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll catch up with you. All right. That'd be great. All right, Simon. What I'll do now is I'm just going to finish off and do a little preamble at the end because uh, obviously we've got quite a few listeners listening to this now. We're on all sorts of platforms, Facebook, 
uh, yep. Amazon uh, Music. It's really, really caught on. It's been really good fun. And I've enjoyed good. it as well. Good. I've enjoyed it. Good. And, and the nice thing about it is not only catching up with um, old mates like yourself, which is I've done, but also meeting new people that I've never really had the chance to have a chat with. And I yeah. thought yeah. this way, rather than me sitting here with a, a list in front of me, it, yeah, yeah. it works so much better. It's just a chat, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I've enjoyed your time down at Whitstable. By the way, you are welcome down there as my guest anytime you want to come. Oh yeah, I'd always yeah, I'd always come back there. I want to come down. Blackie's doing a good job down there. He's a good manager to have there, Blackie. He's a nice um, lad. Yeah, he's a good lad. So yeah, no, I'll always I'll always pop back. Always yeah. pop back. I've got no, you know, it didn't happen for me the second time, but that's life. All right. Okay. So well, we'll wrap that up here. And thank you very much for your time today. I know you're a busy man now, work-wise with your own business. How's yep. it going, by the way? Strength. Good. Is- good. Good. Yeah. Just site managing now. Work for a company. I've just left one. I was on I was on my last company for about seven years, and I've just started on another one in uh, January, which is more a bit more local for me. So, just site managing, building building twelve houses, two houses, ten houses, whatever they give me, and that's all I'm doing: building houses, but managing. Telling people what to do. Good for you. Okay. (laughs) Well, from me here at Belmont Banter, it's a a thank you very much to Simon Halsey, who's got wonderful connections with local football all around Kent and particularly Whitstable and Herne Bay. Simon, it's been a pleasure, mate. And uh, I look forward to speaking to you again, probably six months. And maybe let's, I'll tell you what, let's do one at the end of the season because you've got a lot to say about your club. And that would be lovely to catch up then. All right, mate? Yeah, lovely. Okay. Take care, Si. Cheers, Tony. Right, up the bubble. Up the bubble. bubble. Join your host, Tony Rouse, every week on Belmont Banter for news about local football in Kent and beyond. I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of Belmont Banter. Don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end. And leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates. Cheers.